0: self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world wrestling is still real to him and he is here to keep good wrestling alive he is the host of snug wrestling podcast the one the only edgar avila seems like we heard a lot of that going on today more and more changes coming with this new merger this TKO deal that recently took place talent after talent was released today unfortunately so many names on this list so many people getting let go some names were pretty surprising names and some of them not so much but not only that we also got more changes happening with the tv shows and we're going to be talking about all of that today as well as friday night smackdown what's up everyone what's going on welcome back to episode number 57 of snug wrestling with me my name is edgar your host of snug wrestling hope everyone is doing good today i know i am please be sure to hit me up at snug wrestling on all my social media accounts if you haven't already but let's get into this new stuff Rick Bugs, Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, Emma, Mustafa Ali. Dana Brooke, Dabakado, which was Commander Aziz, Moss or Redick Moss or Madcap Moss, whatever you want to remember him by, Elias, Topdala, The Male Models, Mason Mansour, Ulisa Leon, Shanky, Aaliyah, Quincy Elliott, Bryson Montana, Kevin Ventura, Alexis Gray, and the very last one that just got announced was Matt Riddle. Man, that's a lot of people that just got released or let go or few future endeavored this can either be really really good or it can be really really bad really really bad for the people that got released that shit must suck no one likes to get fired from any job no matter what especially a job like a wrestling job at wwe which is every wrestler's dream job to work in the biggest wrestling company in the world these people just got released so man be cool be easy on them i've already seen a whole bunch of people talking smack about about you know some of these names but wish them the best of luck and hopefully this is something that they can turn around into something positive Uh, i know a lot of these people that got released were mostly names from nxt and some of these people they weren't really being used not even in nxt so i can understand why the company now is making these changes and letting these people go because why even have them if they're not being used and with this new management that's you know, they're probably don't really see the point in keeping them if they're not working or they're just, you know, sitting at home or in catering or whatever the case may may be. So that's understandable. Also, I would like to believe that some of these people were actually glad to be released because, I mean, if you're not being used, if you're not allowed to do what you love, which is to wrestle or entertain or be creative, if, if you can't do that, even for the biggest company in the world, you would probably be happier doing that somewhere else, being able to have that creativity or being able to be free and have creative freedom. There you go. That's what I was looking for somewhere else and have fun and enjoy it rather than just being stuck somewhere and being told what to do all the time i i hope that these people that got released find a better place to do what they do best and do what they love But some of these names, man, were really surprising. For example, some of the big ones that I was really in shock about was Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, and Elias. The fact that those three names got released, those are big names, especially in WWE. That WWE doesn't have anything for these three names is crazy to me. I mean, Shelton Benjamin, he's been in WWE since the, man, since the old days. He came up with... Brock Lesnar and John Cena and Batista and Randy Orton back in the OVW days and since then Shelton Benjamin has been in and out of the WWE. Dolph Ziggler another veteran as well who's had Many, many years, ex-world champion, ex-intercontinental champion, great talent, and also Elias, who at one point was really over with the crowd and the people were just asking for Elias and they wanted to see Elias get pushed and get wins and get in a better spot in the wwe and it just never happened for elias and that's really unfortunate elias was really entertaining and fun to watch the short period of time that we were able to and he just never got the time of day but when it comes to these three names i feel like elias still has a lot of potential and there's still that possibility there is that saying that the door is always open the door never closes people have left the company and came back even stronger i mean we've seen it multiple times cody rhodes did it drew mcintyre did it bobby lashley did it even shelton benjamin too he's been fired a couple times or released and then he comes back and i think elias of all people would be one of the ones that if elias Elias left and came back the people would be really excited to see Elias so I hope that Elias takes this time and maybe convinces the wwe that hey i am a good look i can be someone and i can do something big and i hope that elias does prove the wwe wrong because i know everyone would be really happy to see elias back in wwe one day when it comes to matt riddle that one was also kind of shocking because matt riddle he was in ufc before he was in wwe and now that the two companies are merged together I was expecting Matt Riddle to get a push because of his connections with the UFC and now the WWE but Matt Riddle was also let go and that probably had to do with all of the issues Matt Riddle was having outside in his personal life. He had some legal issues. Matt Riddle was suspended a few times from WWE and the most recent incident that happened at the airport where Matt Riddle was accusing the airport security of inappropriately touching matt riddle which turned out later on we found out that matt riddle was actually really intoxicated during this whole Ordeal and man, maybe that was the the last straw for Matt Riddle. That's what broke the camel's back, and the new management of Endeavor. You just said, you know what? Fuck that. We're not gonna deal with that bullshit anymore. And and you're gone. And Mustafa Ali was another surprising one too, because Mustafa Ali he was being used a lot in NXT. He was feuding with Wesley and Dominic Mysterio, and he was well in the um the North American title picture down there in NXT, and I for sure thought I was going to see Mustafa Ali versus Dominic Mysterio at some point, and I wanna say that that's what the build was going towards, I believe, with Dominic Mysterio down there in NXT. I know Dom, he's gonna be feuding with, or he is feuding with Dragon Lee right now, but Mustafa Ali was always in that picture, and now, just out of nowhere, Mustafa Ali is just gone now, And when it comes to Mustafa Ali and when it comes to Dolph Ziggler, I think those are the two names that I'm going to guess and say would be the first two names to make the jump to AEW. Dolph Ziggler, obviously, because his brother, Ryan Nemeth, works currently for AEW and Dolph Ziggler is really good friends with the Bucks and the Elite and all those guys so I wouldn't be surprised to see Dolph Ziggler go over there Mustafa Ali is another name just because of his style of wrestling it matches up a lot with the the style of wrestling that they do over there in AEW so I think Mustafa Ali would be a good fit for that roster and also Emma Emma we all saw that tweet that was sent out to Soraya as soon as Emma found out that she was released Soraya said run it back another name that I wouldn't be surprised to make that jump to AEW but honestly we've seen that Tony Khan and AEW they are pretty much willing to hire anyone and that's good because now these talents that have been released they have somewhere else to go to but man is such a crazy turn of events here so many changes and also besides all the releases the TV shows are also being affected for good and for for bad potentially too because Smackdown is going to be heading over to USA where Monday Night Raw is i believe in the next year or so smackdown is not going to be on fox anymore and just with that jump man so many things are being asked because smackdown is going to raw and because raw is a three-hour show could we get a three-hour smackdown not only that but there's also speculation that monday night raw is going to be moving to amazon prime or prime or whatever amazon tv or whatever it's called which is another Another crazy thing because if one thing is for sure and one thing that has never changed it's monday night raw monday night raw it is what it is it's monday night wrestling show and it's been on usa for ever since day 1 since monday night raw started i believe it has always been on the usa network unlike smackdown smackdown has moved from fox to upn to different channels but monday night raw has always been on usa on monday nights the possibility of changing that and making raw something else it's it, it wouldn't be monday night raw anymore at least i don't think but man so many crazy things are happening already Really, really fast. The timing of this is crazy. It has only literally been like a week, not even a week since the merger was finalized and TKO was completed or created, and people are already getting fired left and right. The networks are changing. The shows are already starting to feel a little bit different as well. It's a crazy, crazy time. Things are moving very, very fast in the WWE. It's a crazy time right now in wrestling, folks. It's also kind of exciting exciting because with all these changes i'm hoping that the programs will get better and i think they are because you can kind of start noticing some of these changes already happening on smackdown but we'll get into more of that once we get into it but for now that is all the news i had if i missed any names i'm sorry or you can hit me up at Snug Wrestling to keep me updated on that i will be reporting more on this as the days progress and as the information starts coming in we'll be talking about this but for now let's get into the fun stuff let's get into the wrestling friday night smackdown september 22nd friday night smackdown started off with john cena john cena comes out and he's all fired up and he wants to thank the fans for letting him come back and letting him do all of these things that he's been doing which he's been a referee he's been a host he's been a backstage correspondent but tonight john cena he wants to fight he wants a match and he wants a match versus the bloodline and luckily he found himself a phenomenal partner in aj Styles. so here comes AJ Styles and his phenomenal self and his phenomenal hair blowing in the wind in the arena looking like some type of shampoo commercial or something and we get AJ Styles and John Cena in the ring together again and this kind of brought me back to when AJ Styles first joined the WWE and the first time AJ Styles and John Cena were in the ring it was quite the moment this moment was also really good the fans were excited to see AJ and Cena except this time they were going to be on the same team on the same side and they're challenging the bloodline jimmy and solo sokoa they come out and they look like they're ready to fight also but they do the typical heel thing and they backtrack and they end up just walking away instead and they don't give the people what they want which is a fight so that was the opening segment i jimmy Uso was calling the shots here i noticed that and jimmy Uso was the one the first one to step down from the apron and call uh, solo sokoa back and say you know what we're not going to be doing this and i thought that was important to point out because we see a lot more of that going on Throughout this episode I also got this weird feeling too The fact that John Cena Kept calling them the bloodline But this doesn't really feel Like the bloodline to me Because the bloodline It was Roman Reigns It was Jimmy Uso It was Jay Uso It was Solo And Paul Heyman Kind of eh, Not really But it was all Five of those people Which made the bloodline But Roman Reigns Hasn't been on TV Jay Uso He's on Raw He's out Jimmy Uso so i don't even think he's in the bloodline they're still trying to figure that one out they haven't really told us what's going on with that so technically you have solo sokoa and Paul Heyman, who's just a wise man, he's not even part of the, the family. He's just their their manager. So the only real member of the bloodline is Solo Sokoa, but they're still calling this group of three with Paul Heyman, Solo, and Jimmy, they're still calling them the Bloodline. And that's that kind of gave me like a weird feeling. I don't know if we can even call them the Bloodline, but John Cena, he was still referring to them as a bloodline for some reason up next we have a little video package this was an announcement that the rock was going to be there tonight well it didn't actually say is going to be here tonight it just said the rock Tonight, and I'm thinking, holy shit, are we gonna see another appearance by The Rock back to back or a promo or a video package or something? So that was really exciting as well. And then after that video package, Rey Mysterio's music hits, and we got to see John Cena, we got to see AJ Styles open up the show, we get a video package that says The Rock tonight, and then Rey Mysterio's music hits. So it just seems like this Friday Night SmackDown is. St- starting off hot with a lot of big names a lot of big star power to start off this Friday Night Smackdown and that kind of goes back to the changes that I was talking about earlier that with this TKO Endeavor deal and all these people being released and the networks and all of this I'm hoping that it's going to affect the shows in a better way and it looks like it might be because we're off to a really good start here with Friday Night Smackdown the only other big star that we we did not see on this show was la night la night was pulled last minute from friday night smackdown due to covid but man if we had LA Knight on, the, on this show. We would have had all the stars. And also keep in mind, we have yet to see Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has not been on SmackDown TV for quite some time. And if you add Roman Reigns to the mix, well, you have all of this going on right now and you add Roman Reigns to it, man, that's just icing on the cake as or whatever you want to call it. But that's just going to add more star power to this Friday Night SmackDown show. And I'm really pumped for that as well. So then we have the tag team match. Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar versus the Street Profits. The Street Profits, they're heels now, but they're still doing their same babyface entrance, their same babyface gimmick. They're still coming out dancing. The only difference right now with the Street Profits, other than Bobby Lashley, it's their their ring gear. And Bobby Lashley, he's taking this uh, managerial role pretty seriously. He's going for this uh, sophisticated look with the glasses and... I wonder if those are really prescription. I don't know, but... The Street Profits, they're in control of this match and Escobar, he ends up getting the hot tag. Santos and Ford, they go up to the top rope and Escobar hits a big Hurricane hurricanrana from the top rope. Rey Mysterio, he ends up getting tagged in and Dawkins gets a false finish on Rey and then Bobby Lashley ends up getting involved and helps out Dawkins by attacking Rey Mysterio and Dawkins sees Bobby Lashley and Dawkins hesitates a little bit. He doesn't really know how to react. And that split second that Dawkins did where he hesitated, Rey Mysterio ended up reversing and getting a surprise roll up on Dawkins and he gets the win. Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar, they end up winning this match, but Bobby Lashley is not happy. He is pissed and he walks away from the Street Profits. When I saw how this match went down, I kind of had a feeling of where they're going with all of this, but we do get to see the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley. Later on, so I will give you my prediction on this in a little bit. And we get a video package by The Rock, and this ended up being just a video package. It was just a recap of what happened last week when The Rock surprised everyone in the Denver city with his big surprise return and everyone watching at home. And this never gets old. I've watched that clip numerous times, and I watched it again on Friday Night Smackdown, and it was just it was great so we get no rock we get no appearance no promo it was just the the recap but then here comes austin theory and austin theory he's heated he is pissed off and he's going off on the commentators and the referees they come out and they send austin theory away and that was pretty much it nothing happens i was i don't know expecting something anything but no austin theory just comes over to the commentator booth talks a little smack and just he walks away and then the They Go to commercial break and that's it. We come back from commercial break and Austin Theory is backstage with Adam Pearce. And then the Brawling Brutes randomly show up to talk smack to Austin Theory and make fun of Austin Theory for getting embarrassed by The Rock, quote unquote. And then Grayson Waller just happens to be there and he walks in the picture. And what do you know? We have a tag team match just like that. So Austin Theory went from working with The Rock last week to working with The Brawling Brutes oh man okay so that good old rock sprinkle dust the rock rub didn't really rub off as good as i thought i guess i don't know i guess i was just expecting more from austin theory or from the wwe i should say the week after working with the rock you're gonna go work with the brawling brutes all right but then we get bobby lashley and the street profits they're backstage and Bobby Lashley is showing the Street Profits some tough love if you can't pull the trigger I will find someone that will and you can go back to catering and I think that's the kick that the Street Profits need to turn them full-blown heels to make that jump and make them killers and more vicious so I think we're gonna be seeing a much more aggressive Street Profits and it's about damn time because the street profits have been kind of like in the line between are we baby faces or are we heels and yes we're fighting versus the baby faces but we're still doing our same gimmick that everyone loved when we were baby faces so i think that's what the whole point of this is bobby lashley is going to keep grilling them and grilling them and grilling them until that fire finally lights for the street profits and they just start running through people the women's champion Sky versus asuka have a long match and this is for the women's championship and right when the match is about to start here Here comes the queen herself, Charlotte Flair. And then Michael Cole says, Asuka has been called the best women's wrestler in history. And I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? How? Because I do not see it. If someone can give me one good Asuka match that will make me see what everyone else sees, I would love to watch it. Because I don't get the hype over Asuka. I never have. And I don't think I ever will. So if you're listening to this, and you're an Oscar fan, send me a match please at snug wrestling let me know eoskai man she's got to be the best female flyer in the game right i mean this girl she can do it all the springboards the moonsaults like it is great like with the guys i see that shit all the time but i don't think i've seen a female wrestler do that type of shit the way that Io Sky does the springboard drop kicks they look great she looks like she has she has it down she has great balance and she flies, and she's great in the air. But the bump that Io Sky takes when she lands looks way more painful than the actual dropkick that she's doing. And this match—did I mention this was a long match because it went through two commercial breaks? And I'm all for putting the the women's champion at the top of the hour with a nice lengthy match. But it's versus Asuka so it's just like eh. Oscar uh, gets an armbar a couple times and tries to submit Io Sky. Bailey helps Io Sky charlotte takes out bailey Sky takes advantage and gets the w with her moonsault adam pierce is backstage with the bloodline and they're getting ready to do a contract sign in and paul Heyman says yeah sure as long as the match is not tonight jimmy takes a quick look at the contract and says yeah oh yeah we'll sign it oh yeah yeah we'll be there so again jimmy taking initiative here jimmy's calling the shots over paul Heyman, taking advantage that the fact that roman reigns is not there and Paul Heyman is just giving Jimmy Uso the what the fuck look like, like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? And Jimmy Uso, man, he's just all over the place here tonight on this show. And then, uh, that goofy tag team, they had a, uh, a video package. I almost forgot their name. They, um, you know, they're the old school rocker looking guys. Uh, he got injured by... Rich Holland. Uh it's been so long. It's uh the Pretty Deadly. There. The they're Pretty Deadly. They have a goofy video package, and we'll probably be seeing them back soon. And then we get Austin Theory and Grayson Waller versus the Brawling Brutes. Is Grayson Waller is he supposed to be a basketball player or a boxer? Or both? Or like what's this guy's gimmick? I don't know. Austin Theory, he's pissed off and he is going in on Butch here during this match, just wailing on the poor guy. I feel bad for anyone taking that finger hold that butch does that shit looks painful even if it is in a working way i would not let butch do that to my fingers i'm sorry no no butch you keep my fingers away from your hands cause that shit looks fucking painful Rich Holland comes in and I'm like oh boy look out everyone here comes the fridge and Michael Cole says he's been improving every week and man I hope so Austin Theory he ends up getting the pin on Rich Holland with his finisher the A-Town down and then we get the contract sign in John Cena comes out to a big pop but then AJ Styles music hits and there's no AJ Jimmy Uso is beating up on AJ in the back and then Solo's Koa shows up standing 15 feet in the air on some really high speakers and then out of nowhere jumps off and comes down crashing on AJ Styles through some quote-unquote tables. We don't actually get to see the tables but you can definitely hear the impact of when Solo Sokoa jumps and lands on whatever was back there. John Cena runs to the back to help out AJ Styles, Paul Heyman, Solo, and Jimmy. They come out to the ring and they They have a lot of heat after that. Like the people are booing the shit out of Paul Heyman and the bloodline. Paul Heyman grabs the mic and he starts to talk, but Jimmy Uso takes the mic away. And again, Jimmy Uso taking initiative, taking the lead, being the big mouth and calling the shots. John Cena runs back out to the ring, gets some couple. A couple hits on the bloodline, but then the numbers game get, comes into play. Jimmy and Solo take out John Cena, and now John Cena has no partner for the Fastlane pay-per-view and it looks like John Cena is going to have to find a replacement. The original idea was that it was going to be L.A. Knight. That was before he got pulled due to COVID last minute from the SmackDown show. L.A. Knight was supposed to be the one to come out and save John Cena and he was going to be John Cena's partner at Fastlane but since that didn't happen, we don't actually know if L.A. Knight is going to be back in time for Fastlane. Hopefully he is but now that he might not be back in time i was thinking maybe cody rhodes if we're thinking about people that are feuding with the bloodline people that would want to help john cena cody rhodes i mean cody rhodes i'm pretty sure is still the one that's going to make the jump over to smackdown i think maybe now would be a good time to pull the trigger on that so i think if cody rhodes is going to make an impact and make an announcement that he's going to be joining smackdown teaming up with john cena at fastlane would be the time to do it so i'm gonna go with cody rhodes to be john cena's partner at fastlane to face jimmy uso and solo sokoa so jimmy uso and solo they end up signing the contract so we'll see what happens with that and that was friday night smackdown let me know what you guys think thank you guys for listening be sure to hit me up at snug wrestling and we will talk soon